I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. My guests this week are Kristen and Saul Frankel, two very awesome people, one of my favorite families, as they have two wonderful kids who came here to read preschool. But I didn't bring them on just to talk with some friends. I brought them on because they are doing amazing things here in Hamilton. They started a running program for Hamilton's youth. And if you know me, I am all about promoting healthy lifestyle to the young ones. So bravo to you, Kristen and Saul. I think what you're doing is amazing. And I had a blast talking with you. Little side note, sometimes during these podcasts, we take a break in the middle. Uh, During this break, Saul left me some Easter eggs, some things to find (laughs) when I was doing my editing, and um, they were so funny that I just kept them. I, I kept them in the episode, so I hope you enjoy that as much as I did. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my friends, Kristen and Saul. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells, and you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here, right now. Yes, they are. I have a power couple sitting in front of me right now. <laughs> Two of the like nicest, coolest people in Hamilton. You guys are amazing people. We appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. I but think that's very so nice are you and, uh, and Lisa. Oh, shucks. Thank you. You know, I was thinking coming in here, I was going to share for the end, but I'll say it for the beginning. Like, we need to do a podcast on you and Lisa. So maybe I'll be the one asking you and Lisa questions <laughs> the next one. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to hear that, man. On you a think special, so? special Pillars of Hamilton uh, episode. Have you actually ever intervie- interviewed anyone before? I have. I have. We actually do. Uh, uh, podcast for um, our uh, company. Um, no way. Yeah, for our employees and stuff that's out there. Yeah, quite it, a bit. You work at Staples, right? I work for Staples, but so everyone right now who's listening, all one million people, yeah, are um, <laughs> thinking, what store do I work at? Which aisle and all that stuff. So I, I do work for Staples, but what a lot of people don't realize is we uh, have a very large business to business division, which sells directly to. Uh, large companies and then within that we also specialize in, in promotional products so I'm with our promotional products division so think logo merchandise all the pens and hats and anything you can think of that has a uh, logo on it that's the part that I'm at to in large business to business so I don't I don't do anything with paper or pens or toner or any retail stores but I do work for staples and we do do podcasts for our employees uh, quite a bit so what, what do you mean day. for your employees? Like you interview your employees? So we we interview our, we interview our employees, but a lot of times when there's new product that comes out, or there's new systems that we're gonna implement in place, or there's um, a special that we want to run, or there's a, a um, great way to do a new sales technique or best practices that we want to share, we do a podcast uh, and people listen to it on our intranet. So you have to be a Staples employee. I was wondering who listens to to Staples podcast. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Not even his wife. but. Well, if you ask my wife, you know, she she knows I work for Staples, but even you go to the next level, it's like. Well, dude, I've always been curious because you always are posting photos of you in all parts of the land. Mm -hmm. And by land, I mean planet Earth. Like you are everywhere. You're like shaking hands with everybody <laughs> that uh, like is recognizable throughout the world like yeah. what is your 
daily life like? Like, what? Where? Wh how do you get everywhere? It's what well, Facebook looks like. Yeah, exactly. That's what fa Facebook looks like. <laughs> looks like, and uh, you know, as I always tell people when they say, "Oh, you have such beautiful kids," they're always smiling, they're always doing that. I tell people, "Look, we post the one picture out of the five hundred that we take." You know, mm. for those of you that don't know, if you have an iPhone, you can hold down the button and it continuously takes pictures. Is that right? Um, so. Yeah, 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 like rapid fire. That's like, how it's done. You just hold it down, and then you pick one of the yeah, one no of the way. many. So, yeah. so they're there. But you know, fortunately for me, um, I started off in in college basketball. I coached college basketball for uh, twelve years, thirteen years, and in that realm, I was able to make uh, meet a lot of people, develop a lot of relationships, and within there, um, one of my good friends is the general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs. And I have a lot of other good friends um, who are still in the sports world and still in the sports field. So I get to travel. And, and one of the things about me, just like you and Lisa have become, is once you become a friend, I'm invested in you and, and, and I want to um, be part of it. So even though my wife doesn't always like me traveling, but here's the thing that's, that gets me, Sam, After all the, the pandemic, time. it's not so bad. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, you like, can travel I, again. Yeah, it's see, fine. All right, now, now we, we have that. Don't let the door hit you. Yeah, we have that on record, so don't don't delete that, Sam, if, even if she tells you. But that's the thing. So, I, you know, I would travel, and then it would be like, oh, you're always away, you're never around, and then I'm back one day, and it's like, when are you going to travel again? Um, but, you know, that's that's just the life of it. And then with Staples, we have some some of our very large uh, decoration facilities and office facilities are in the Midwest where there's a you know a lot of land. Although I tell people, you know, I, I was just in, in Iowa uh, last week, and I tell people you can go to Iowa or you can just go down to uh, Salem County. They look exactly the same, you know, with the with the fields. So, but uh, we have some some large offices out there in in St. Louis, in Kansas City, and in Iowa, and and a lot of our customers, as I said before, are. Nash are, are global, but with obviously being global, they're they're countrywide. So they might have offices in Philadelphia, Chicago, L.A. Uh, Major League Soccer is, is one of our customers, so travel a little bit for that. Wait, Major League? Are you talking about professional soccer players? MLS, MLS, the teams. You know, so it's funny. Do. I don't like that's how little soccer. So like the equivalent of like the NBA or the NFL, but for yeah, soccer for in soccer. the United States. Yeah, and, and we do a lot soccer. of stuff. We do a lot of stuff like for uh, yeah, yeah. You know. So I am fortunate enough to travel and, and actually probably, I think, uh, early September is when I went on the first business trip again, um, excuse me, since COVID. And then, you know, at the end of the month, I have a couple trips coming up. And uh, You don't mind December. it? You don't mind all the flying and all that stuff? You know, what's crazy is I'm not a great flyer. Hates really? Yeah. My mind is blown because if you were to check his face, but I mean. Yeah, you, you'd see. So yeah, I'm not a great flyer. You've never sat next to him on <laughs> yeah, yeah, He does yeah. not like to fly. So I have my techniques and I have my things and I, and I do it. You know, I took I took Kellen I took Kellen with me to the Kansas City Chiefs I saw game. that. The photos. Uh, you guys were on the field. We were on the field with Mahomes and all that other stuff. And, you know, we're on the flight and, I, you know, and, and it was the first time where it was just him and I on a flight together without Kristen. Um, oh, so you had to be I, the big boy. Yeah, but actually I wasn't the big boy, but I just kept looking at him and he seemed fine, so I was fine. You know, I just don't like, I, I don't like the bumps, and I think it's, you know, being able to, you know, it's one of those places where you really have no control of anything, and you, I hate to be so blunt about it, but you really give your life into the hands of two people that you really don't know. And a machine, um, a, a machine, big a big you know? machine. Very but you know? We don't have to talk about that, but yeah, so I don't <laughs> love to fly, but I do it, and I think I think that's one of the things, actually, that I'm proud of, 
that I think a lot of people can be proud of because n- not people don't have to be proud that I like to fly. <laughs> but I'm proud people, of you, bro. I appreciate that. But people people can be proud of it because I think the things like courage, people say, what is courage? What is um, all that stuff? Courage is not necessarily to me. And this is something my late father would say, you know, it's not necessarily not being afraid. So that's not um, what courage is. What courage is is being afraid but doing it anyway. So it's even like the young kids that come in to read for the first day. After the first day, they're fine. But, you know, they're starting a new place. Obviously, they're a little bit afraid, but they're coming in into a loving environment. That's the courage. So for me, I'm proud of myself, you know, in terms of that aspect, because it's something that I don't like to do, but I know I have to do. And it's one of those things where I'm afraid, but I I do it anyway. I love that. Your dad instilled that in you. Yeah, it's one of the things he he would say, you know, and, and, and not just about flying. I was a big... You know, mama's boy. I don't know if my wife knows this, but when I was a kid, I I did not like to ride elevators alone um, at all. You um, lived in a 16-story building. We did. <laughs> and for a long time. New York City, right? In New York City, yeah. in Manhattan. In Manhattan. And for a long time, uh, my parents would, or someone would have to come. If I would get home from school, someone, whether it be, we had a, we were fortunate enough, we had a doorman, we had people that live in the building, and they would ride the elevator with me up. Um, I actually and, did not and they know would come that. down and yeah so you know there were a lot of things I for a long time I didn't like to uh sleep over at you know outside friends of my house. Own apartment friends houses and you know we all right I'm gonna go sleep over and then midnight would come and my mom would have to come pick me up so uh. you know it's those things and I think in this I think in this in the world we live in now you know if 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 anybody can if any you know for all the million people that are listening again you know if if I can just get one thing through, you know, in the big metaphor is that, you know, it's okay not to be okay. And it's also okay to be scared and do it anyway, you know, for, in, in anything in life, with anything you do. I mean, the fact that you're doing podcasts now, you know, I'm sure when that started out, you know, it was a little, a little scary and uh, you're doing it. Well, I'm glad you're bringing this up because it, that's one of the biggest things I like to implement into my own personal life and try to teach to my students is that usually we're afraid to try anything new, right? But if you don't go for it, if you don't try to do those things, then you're stuck doing the same thing for your entire life. And you don't get these experiences like we're getting right now. I would say maybe even on a weekly basis, I make sure that I'm doing something that's almost un- out of my comfort zone. Uh, when I was a kid or when I was a- public speaking was like, that was my fear. I know that's like the stereotype, right? The number one fear, but that was my fear. In public speaking class, if I had to do a presentation, I was afraid to do it like three weeks ahead of time. It would be the only thing on my mind was just speaking for 10 minutes in front of these like friends or strangers, whoever it was in the class. I just was terrified. So being able to overcome that fear and do things like this where I speak to you guys or speak in front of a classroom or in front of, you know, a, whatever I've done in the past. Like it always feels good because I know that at one point I wasn't going to do it and then I did it and I feel great about it. Pro wrestling, um, you know, I'm always taking myself out of my comfort zone, always. And it's always something I want to teach my students because if you could get that into the kids' minds from the start to to let them know that when they go to kindergarten, yeah, it's going to be new. It's going to be a little scary. But if you can go and face that fear and pick your chin up and do your best, you know, greatness will be in your future. You know, new experiences, fun times, stories to tell. Those happen when you are brave enough to face your fears. I love that message you're giving, man. No, absolutely. You know, and, and I think everybody has it 
about one thing or another. And the biggest thing is not to, you know, and, and my wife and I, we, we have these conversations and at all that the things that can instill fear in me or make me nervous, she might not be able to understand. And the things that can instill, you know, nervousness in her and fear in her, I might not really understand. Like, why, why? I don't understand, you know. But at the end, the end result is that those feelings both come up. They're the same for us. And, you know, we have to appreciate that in, in everybody in life because, you know, um, everybody has something out there that they're afraid of. And the biggest thing is, you know, the courage to, to face that and support people. So fortunately for me now, even though I still get on an airplane, you know, I, I have my ritual where I what, send a text. Dude, where, what but, is your ritual? I got to You know, this. my ritual, honestly, is to uh, I, I like to check where the flight is coming from to see if it's like the first flight of the day, kind of the airplane, uh-huh. um, the, the plane that it's on. <laughs> and uh, then, uh, you know, I always text my wife or if, if we're flying together, my brother or her in-laws or someone our flight information just you know in the in the at worst you know so that, so they can look at it and then last but not least which is the the most comforting for me is i i get to the gate and if you if you're ever at the gate and you kind of stand by there or look around you can see the pilots and i go up to the pilots and i start having a conversation with them and i really? check with them and i ask them i say you know what's the weather like today up there is it choppy what are you thinking we're going to how's it looking is it going to be bumpy and then you start the conversation i actually had a conversation Coming home from Iowa, we had a connection flight, and the weather was bad. And um, I started having a conversation with uh, with one of the pilots who was originally from South Africa and met a woman, and now he's training pilots. and And I said to him, I said, "It's going to be a little bumpy getting up there. It's make you nervous?" He said, "No, it just makes me sad because, or it makes me, you know, disappointed because we like to fly fast, and when it's bumpy, we can't fly fast." <laughs> I was like, "All right, as long as, as long as we're safe, yeah, we'll be safe," you know. And and I have the start the the uh you know develop a relationship with with them and and the flight attendants and wow this you know, is a for the hell most of part, a ritual um, yeah well that's it, how he does with everybody though he does not have an ounce of fear to go up and talk to someone new and that's why he knows 100 million people and that's why he goes 100 million places because like i i'm more I'm outgoing once you get to know me, but I'm not the first person to go up and talk to a stranger. I'm not the first person to like want to step outside of my comfort zone in that sort of social aspect. But he, I used to joke before we had kids, I say, our kids are going to get kidnapped because they're going to walk up to strangers and talk to them <laughs> like you, and they're just going to get taken away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, I think, and the, late, the latest thing, um, which I do religiously, and I'll continue to do it, is I was once on a flight actually going to Europe and kind of in the back of the plane, and the flight was already midway through the flight, but I was in the back, and I was talking to the flight attendants and sharing them my fear and all that other stuff. And they said to me basically that you you never hear about planes falling out of the sky. That's basically what they said to me. You, never, you, you, know, you don't ever hear about a plane in mid-flight falling out of the sky. It just doesn't happen. So most of the time, you know, if there's an accident or something along those lines, it's in takeoff or landing or something like that. Mm, yeah. So they said, you know, once 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 you've been on for like three to five minutes, you're you know, you, you, you never hear of anything happening. So I have my phone and I set my stopwatch and I start it and it goes uh, three to four minutes and we're fine. And then you hear the little bing and it means you're at 10,000 feet. And you're fine. And then I just look at the flight attendants if I ever get nervous. And if they're not nervous, I try not That's to That's what nervous. I do, too. <laughs> That's what I you know. do, too. But, uh, but yeah, there's, you know, so. I was, you know, I was never afraid to fly. And I don't know if this is uh, similar with you or, or not. I was never afraid to fly. I was like, let's just go for it. But the day that Jaden was born, the day I became a dad, 
Maybe it's because I, I felt like I, I've got to be here for my kids. But literally, yeah. that was the day that a thought, like, I'm going to fly to Israel in a, in a few weeks or a month or so. I'm, like, terrified. Yeah. I was never terrified before. Maybe I'm going to go through you'll your be, routine. You know, you'll, and, and, and I'll leave it like this. You'll be fine. And if you go in statistics and all this other stuff, as all that other stuff is, and obviously you're a teacher, so you're a lot smarter than me with oh, when it comes to the math. And, Preschool teacher, and all that. dude. That's all right. That's I know right. the letters and the numbers, and that well, is it. You know, it's, it's obviously one of the safest things ever, and we all have a lot higher chance of, as my wife would tell you, Hamiltonians don't believe my wife, but she says I'm a bad driver. He but, drives like a New Yorker. He is know, a bad uh, driver. No, exactly. hold on a second. Yeah. New York is a different skill level. Yeah, Let exactly. me tell you, so I you, lived there for seven you years. You in and out, but you know, we, we, uh, we, uh, you, you, you'll be fine. And, and obviously, I find it amazing every time I'm up there. And my wife's father works for the FAA, and my father tried to say, you have these huge, ginormous weighing machines that – just glide through the sky and get lifted by the air, and it's all the scientific, you know, the way the wind goes over the wing. And all I've that heard stuff. that. So that that someone said, it's once so that amazing. The plane wants to stay yeah. in the air. Yeah, no, no, no. It's 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 the safest way to go. So, but uh, do you mind if I send you a text before takeoff? No, I don't mind at all. <laughs> and I'll tell you, go up to the pilot and good luck. But that's exciting that you're going to Israel. You know, I've, I'm. I, that's the other thing. Who knows how many. Uh, uh, Jews are in this town, and I, I'm Jewish. Um, I oh, I, what? Yeah. Did you not know? I didn't know that. Oh, come on. I'm oh, so happy right now. There you go. I know. I just assumed there's no Jewish people in <laughs> yeah. this town. So We do it. So, you know, I I, I play with Dave Birnbaum, who's your, who's your friend, and that sort of thing. But that's amazing that you're going to Israel. Israel is... Uh, Have you been? I've never been. I've never been, and it's a place that I, I want to go. I was supposed to go uh, in high school on birthright. And, oh, uh, my dude, parents, you should have done that. Yeah, unfortunately, my parents, you know, there was some turmoil going on over there, so they were nervous about not the flight, but my safety there. Understandable, the but let me you tell know, you, so. as someone who's been there, like, probably 10 or 12 times at this point, when you go there... It's nothing like you see on the news, unless you're like going to the Gaza Strip or something. Everywhere else, I go to Netanya, I go to uh, Petaktiva. It's nothing. It's just a beautiful place with like very passionate people. I have to get people. there. The, the closest I've, I've been to there is, is uh, Turkey. I've been to Turkey, but never been to uh, Israel. But uh, that's that's on my bucket list. And uh, my grandfather, my father's father, is actually buried there. Um, oh no way! So yeah, so so hopefully uh, the one Holy day, Land. One day we'll get there. In the Saul Holy has Land. a very interesting family history. Yeah, is that right? that's another that's yeah. that's another podcast. <laughs> is that like a whole episode right there? That's yeah. like a whole two yeah. episodes. You know, so oh, we, dude, we now I'm gonna sit here so curious. Like. Yeah, yeah. My father, you know, a little teaser. My father was born in Berlin, Germany, in 1935. Oh, so, uh, that is German Jew, uh, born in in Berlin, and. Um, Whoa. You know, it goes on and on. He he escapes and he escapes. travels to he South America. Of, and he was one of seventy four cousins, right? Yeah, and first generation cousins. cousins and four survived. Four survived the war, and actually, just a month ago, uh, a last month ago, the, last month, the last of the four, the, the the last survivor, just passed away. And we, you know, my brother and I, um, obviously went went to the funeral. My my father passed away in two thousand twelve, but yeah, so it's a it's a interesting story, and he actually has the. Uh, the Shoah Foundation, Sam. I'll send you the link to his video so you can you can you can watch it and and, and then we can talk about see it. A little <laughs> yeah, I, I first of all I have to see that as I was like researching for this episode, I, I saw the old pictures. They were very cute of the two of you. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Oh man! And um, if you ever want to show uh, Kellen or or uh, it, she's too young, but Kellen uh, a documentary just to like introduce him to the Holocaust. 
Um, maybe not yet. I don't know. But it's it's rated G. It's called yeah. Paper Clips, and it's the true story about this classroom. Who, when they were trying to explain the number of Jews that were killed, you know, the kids are like, what, six million. Like, what? What is that? Like, what does that look like? And so they decided as this group to like, well, let's collect six million paper clips, oh and it became this huge thing where like people yeah. all over the world, Holocaust survivors. I've actually seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it, and and I. I want to say I saw it with my dad, so I think it's pre two thousand twelve mm-hmm. movie. Um, I showed it to my students a long time yeah, ago, so, um, and we saw it in in a, actually in a documentary in, in New York City where I was from. But yeah, no, I've seen it, and and you know he he was fortunate. We were fortunate that he's um, he did a video for the the Shoah Foundation uh, back when he was still alive and was able to tell his story. And you'll see some young pictures of me, um, a young saw and. and if if you do watch it, you'll you'll look at it and you'll say, "Man, that little kid was like nervous to speak and all that." Other stuff. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember being nervous <laughs> to speak, but now I become that. But you know, I, that, that's a whole other um, episode. But it's nice because you know, Hamilton is such a great, great small. I call it small city. It's not a city, but small town where everybody cares about each other. Everybody um, loves each other. Everybody roots for each other. Everybody pulls for each other, and I love it here. But there's no place to get some good matzo ball soup. Dude. There's no place to get some potato latke. Bellevue bagels. God oh. bless you, Bellevue bagels. Mm. You guys try hard with the locks, and I get it a lot. I might be the only person that gets the bagels and locks, but it's a different you know, thing, though, it's man. Different, but uh, and 24 hours, and it's not even just the matzo ball. It's like the Thai restaurant on one street corner. Yeah. I like, I mean, I love the it's Italian all- food, but <laughs> brother. Sometimes at three in the morning, I want like uh, some pad thai, you know. Yeah, pad thai, the, yeah, all that stuff. So you and Sam need to hang yeah, out. Exactly, we need to eat so, <laughs> for sure. Hey, that's 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 it. Like, and and you know, I always someone said this year, uh, my brother might come down for for Christmas or something. It's like, what are we gonna do on Christmas? Nothing's open. I said, don't worry, we'll go to Cherry Hill. All the Chinese food restaurants will be open at Cherry Hill. All of them, you know. It's, yeah. Yes. So it's like, what do the Jews do on Christmas Eve? They go to get Chinese, Chinese food, food and go to the movies. <laughs> It's a great time, man. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, you, you are not from New York City. I am not from New York City. Yeah. I am Hamilton, born and bred. So you're sitting with a couple, what's it called, an, an NFT? Yeah. Not from town, not I'm just learning. Town. Oh, is yeah. that what it is? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had to show our passports together. <laughs> <laughs> well, we joke because we talk about the kind of students we were in college, and if he had met me in college, he, we, we joke that like he wouldn't have thought twice about me he wouldn't have even probably gone on a date with me Why? he was outgoing and in a fraternity and he knew everyone just like he does now he knows everyone he talks to everyone i used to like my big thing i went to rutgers in new brunswick i would say this on a podcast and embarrass myself publicly, but <laughs> i used to take the train from new brunswick into new york city and go to the 42nd street library to study <laughs> like I that was like that library like my cool thing to do i was like oh, i'm gonna go study in this big beautiful library in new york city yeah and like, you, know, you could read on the train cool, there and, and back to a cool restaurant yeah um so i think that's cool yeah so those are the kind of things that that i did and i was you, like wait, but i was an ambassador you... who gave tours of my college campus like i was on the student government like we were different kinds of college students who did not run in the same kind of circles so, but I don't know. I disagree with the statement though, because I think someone <laughs> like Saul wants and needs someone like you though, because you can't have two Sauls in a house. I mean, yeah. that would be Listen, bonkers. Is, no, That's no. what I'm saying. One is fantastic. Yes. One is perfect. Two, 
That's like, you know, the magnet thing. Well, yeah, she likes to say that she really likes me as a person, as a human being, and all that other stuff. <laughs> I would hope so. But she, but she can't stand me as a roommate. She's like, I, I will say, know. like, a great husband <laughs> and the worst roommate that I've ever had. Oh, my God. Why was he there? I'm not going to ask him publicly. <laughs> I probably do He's a lot messy. that everyone else, is, you know, does. But, you He's know, sometimes. He's a dude. He's yes. a dude. Yeah. You know? It's not, it's not uncommon stuff. I talk to other wives. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guarantee you. <laughs> Dudes will be it's dudes. All the same thing, yeah. Yeah. So, so, did you enjoy your childhood growing up in Hamilton, New Jersey? I did. Um, my mom is from town. I think most people know her, Mrs. Burns. She was probably the art teacher for the large majority of people who are listening to your podcast now. She taught for thirty-eight years. Um, she was my art teacher. All was it through. at the elementary school? Or? At the elementary school. So, at the West Building used to be grades one through five when mm-hmm. my mom was there. Um, and so, she taught grades one through five. She was my art teacher. You know, that makes a lot of sense because I, I want to talk about Halloween costumes later because yours <laughs> are bonkers. Yeah. Well, Kellen always issues the challenge, and I have not much choice but to. To step up, he doesn't take it easy on no, you. No, he doesn't. Next year, he said maybe he'll be a soccer player. I'm like, oh, please, oh, that would be nice. So easy. You already got the uniforms, whatever. <laughs> be so easy, yeah. So uh, my mom was a teacher, and my dad grew up in Folsom um, and went to Hamilton High School. They were high school sweethearts their senior year of high school, and. Um, they built their house on the back of my grandparents' property, so we have really a different. Mm-hmm. Yep, is that like is that even legal? Just to build well, another they, house? And they, my grandpa split the property. They built the house, and then they had to buy a little bit of an um, an easement or whatever to have. Access I'm asking because we've considered doing something similar here. Yeah, know? I mean, it depends on the specific listen, property. <laughs> listen, it's all nose people. It's not that I know people. We went through the process ourselves. As my, as my, as <laughs> my, as my grandfather, my father's father, we just talked about. I never met him, but as he used to say, because they obviously my he said, America is a great country. All you need is money. <laughs> With a little bit of money, anything's possible, Sam. So, all right, you go to the town, you tell them what you want, and they'll tell you how much it costs for the permits and all that other stuff, and. And at that point, you you know make your decision. But uh, I think anything's possible. I don't know. I feel like with decisions, <laughs> I, I better call Saul. That That's is it. his hashtag. That is, is that? His hashtag. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I was thinking if I should say it. I was like, he probably gets oh, no, that a lot. Totally say it. Uh, yeah, I, I should say it. Everyone say it. everyone says it. You know, they made that uh, Showtime even... made that movie about me or TV show. About <laughs> TV show. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've I've actually probably never seen it either. But it is a it is a good hashtag, and it gets a. Uh, Gets a lot of views, and I like to be a you know I'm a people person, and 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 the biggest thing that gets me you know the self satisfaction and all that other stuff is you know helping others, believe it or not, and you know seeing others happy and seeing others um, uh, prosper and, and that sort of thing. So if there's anything I can do for anybody out there, just and call he's Saul. not just saying that people. I mean, you guys are good people. You guys are really good people. And let okay. me let, let's talk about. The program that you set up here in town. Yes, um, I'm very passionate about fitness and health, and and even more so for the the youth to get yeah. that kind of education. And I'm very disappointed with with certain aspects of the education. My kids. I'm not blaming any of the teachers. I think they have wonderful teachers, but the fact that <clears throat> they're they're sitting in desks basically all day. There's such little physical activity, and and then meanwhile they're going crazy in their desk. It's like, well, yeah, because they're in, He's an eight-year-old boy, you know? They have energy to get out. Yeah, um, we kind of stumbled into Healthy Kids Running uh, more than anything. Uh, Would have been 2019. Kellen was 
four, going on five, and asking, mommy, can you sign me up for races? And I'm like, I don't even know what you mean, Kellen. <laughs> what do you mean? Where did I that come from? I, he, he's, he likes to run. He's fast. He's super competitive in everything he yes, does. Yes, he is. Super Dude, I didn't so, even know until that soccer. We'll talk about yo, that later. We can get to that, too. But wow. so he asked me to sign him up for running races. I did some Googling. I stumbled upon Healthy Kids Running Series. It's a national program. There's about 250 towns across the country that have a program. And the one that we found at the time was Healthy Kids Marlton. So... I don't know, it was $35. I registered him. It was a five-week thing. You come, you race. I'm like, I don't even know what this looks like in practice. But we showed up the first week. He ran. his At the time, he had to run 75 yards, and he smoked them. Really? <laughs> yeah, he smoked yeah, them. Yeah, And um, from there, after going for five weeks in a row, I turned to him. I'm like, why are we driving 30 minutes, 35 minutes to Marlton to and from we could bring this to Hamilton. I'm like, this is was not... Was Kennedy involved or this was just Kennedy Helen? was... Uh, she was too young at the time to run. She would have only been like 14 months old. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> but she started old. in the fall of 2020. In the fall of 2020, she no, ran. Sorry, no, the fall of... He ran by himself in 2019. She started in the fall of 20... 2020. 2020. She was two. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Let, trust me on that. She was two. <laughs> so, so, we, so, in, so we did the fall of 2019 in Marlton... And I said, you know what, let's do this. Let's bring this to Hamilton. I started, um, I contacted the national organization, got the paperwork, got things started, had some calls. I was a week out from opening registration in March of 2020. Oh, and the national organization. The funniest thing must have happened. <laughs> the funniest thing happened. The national organization, because of the pandemic, said we're going to all virtual races. And I was like, what does that mm. mean? What is an all virtual race? And like, yeah. oh, parents will just time their kids running in their yard and send you the times. So and I'm uh. like, uh, I don't know how I ask people to pay a registration fee. <laughs> a lot of people were jumping on, hey, let's turn everything. Someone asked me to do a virtual camp, so I get it. All right, but so I'm like, I get that that maybe would work for, an organ for a program that had already been up and running and had a few in-person races before, but we just maybe. didn't. And and so it I takes said, all the joy out of I what said, it is. I said, so like, can we can we delay? And so we delayed until the fall of 2020. And at that point, um, I had planned to use the Hamilton School facilities, the outdoor facilities, and the school wasn't opening to out uh, outside organizations mm. at that point in the fall of 2020. So we delayed again. Um, and in the meantime, we had our kids run again in Marlton in the fall of 2020 to see what running in person during COVID times would look like and for these it, kids. Was it much different than the it original? Was or? Only, only in the aspect that they had them, um, the kids had to wear masks up until they got to the start line before their race. And they set them in heats. So that there, so that there oh, wasn't a so mass spaced of, out, right? So there wasn't a mass of, you know, you didn't have all the two year olds there at the same time. You had all the eighth graders there. It was just to keep people, you know, arrive at a separate time, staggered arrivals, so that there's not that as sense. many people at one time. Sure. So after seeing it in person in the fall of 2020, I was like, I think we can do this by the spring, and hopefully the numbers will be better. And um, I think at that point, vaccines were starting to be rolled out in late 2020, right? So we yeah. kind of thought, okay, by the spring, hopefully some people will be vaccinated and, you know, we can make progress in that respect. And um, so, yeah, so we started our own Healthy Kids Running Series in the spring of 2021, in May of 2021. We had 165 kids That is an up. insanely good. How did you yeah. get so many 
Um, I mean, a lot of Facebook posting <laughs> and sponsored ads on Facebook. Um, I sent out, you and Lisa were kind enough, you guys handed out flyers to your students here at Reed. Um, and just word of mouth at this point. And honestly, I don't know how we got so many people that first I think it's, I think it's, I think one thing that has to be noted in this is when Kristen says she wanted to do it, she said, yeah, it's just riding up to Marlton. It just takes too much time. It's 30 minutes, and it just takes too much time on Sunday nights. And, you know, if we do it here, it'll just be so much easier than riding up to Marlton. Little did we know that it's like way – well, I knew, but – Kristen didn't know that it's way more time it's consuming I had this conception that it would be easier to just do it ourselves here yeah. and as it turns out uh, that's it crazy is not easier. to set up an entire running program yeah, for a it's, town it's, it's, it is it's not tough. easier but it has been super rewarding and yeah. the other key that turned things for us um, in the late fall um, so Jason Rush is the stack track and field coach at Stockton University he's also a Pillar of Hampton. <laughs> um, Should I have him on here? You could definitely have him on What's here. What's his name again? Jason Rush. He is uh, his his son and Kellen have been at the same babysitter since they were six months old. And, okay. You know, best little friends there. And I'll um, reach out. Cool. Jason, so Jason, track and field, wanted to get Hamilton into more running. He has separately started the Hamilton Running Club. Um, for adults, they meet weekly and do runs. No it's, way! Yes, yeah, just it'll be perfect for you. They run and then they go to the, totally the into it. They go to the bar the afterwards. The yeah, <laughs> and the, the the whole concept was like, let's get the kids running off the ground at the same time we're getting adults running off the ground, and so then we're we're building a base of kids that are then going into you know late elementary school and middle school and hopefully running. You know, it's becoming something that they're into, and then we can develop. the The goal is hopefully in the future we'll host more. 5Ks, maybe 10K, like yeah. do, doing more races, bringing more draw to Hamilton. Um, on You're talking about effort. for all ages or just? For all, for all for ages, ages at some point, yeah. But so yeah, I think, I we're think still in the baby I steps would, of that. I but. would <laughs> love that because when I lived in New York City, uh, my wife and I, we used to do these races with, um, I think it was called Run NYC, and we would do it in the park and like these 10Ks. They were so fun. Yeah. There's so, there so many people. You would just look at a sea of heads just bobbing up and down. Yeah. You know? So that's, I mean, that's the long term goal. But so because Healthy Kids taps into this national infrastructure, that was easier to get off the ground. Um, Jason's doing a lot of work really organically to grow right. the Hamilton Running Club. Um, that's what it's called the Hamilton the Running, Club. Running Club. And if I got my phone out, I could look. They have a Facebook page, which I try to share. Their stuff on. Yeah. Well, our, if I talk um, to him, we can. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So it, he was really because he knew that I had already talked to the national organization about starting Healthy Kids Running. He really kind of kicked us into high gear, I would say, to like make it actually happen. And it was and a tremendous success. It uh, was. And I think we actually, you know, I think we in the spring when we had it for the first time, I think there were a lot of factors. One, what I talked about earlier is, you know, my wife being a Hamiltonian and now being here, the town supports their own. So people knew that it was Kristen. So they were going to support her and, mm. and give us a try and that sort of thing. And then once they come out, they realize that it's a first class, you know, event. Um, and, you know, we spared obviously no expense to have the arches and do things that, you know, even the, the national. We have a big oh, finish line arch. You know. Oh, my the wife arch. Is like, you yeah, know what yeah. the funniest thing is? She asked. She, she asked questions. And it's not just with this, but it's like, what do you think? Should we get this arch or not? And I know no matter what, she's going to get it. So <laughs> it's like, why do you ask me? She wants course, your... Yeah, she uh, wants the thing. And then, and, then it's like, and then it's like, okay, well, how much did it cost? Well, does it matter? 
doesn't matter. You know, what 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 would have been worth? It's Take a, non- a guess. You it's know? a nonprofit, first of all. So we're not even making money. But to the extent that we're like bringing in any money, I'm spending it on like making the oh, program. Oh no, there's no better. money to be made. There's it's, no it's, money to it's, be made. It's, uh, it's all we're we're Fashion spending project. our own money, yeah. that sort of thing. But to ask how you how you um he says, you know spread it is is you know Facebook. But then people come out word of mouth, and I also think you know obviously COVID was horrible. But when we started it at the time, it's like anything to get the kids outside they've been you know indoors for such a long time you know and you had baseballs the little league was starting on saturday but you know anything to get the kids out yes and the last thing about healthy kids running which is nice while it did take up a lot of while it does take up a lot of our time and especially my wife's time post pre and post races which you know people will never see and you know, I I'll be the first to admit I probably no I don't I, I don't help with the post race <laughs> results. Although although she calls me and if I need to determine a tie on the, the you know with the people running, she calls oh, yeah? me to, for my eye. But for the for the for the kids and for the families, it's it's something that's nice, something that's fun, but also something that's quick. You know, like yep. on on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon, everybody's super busy. Everybody's doing a lot of things. And not to take away anything from the other sports, which I love tremendously too, but sometimes they can be long. Soccer is going to be a full hour, dude. You know, and when you have two kids, <laughs> yeah. and sometimes there's an hour between the two games, yeah. Yeah. you're spending your morning. Yeah, at the so fields. you know the running. You you come for your heat. You come and run, and it's 10, 15 minutes of great time. You want to stay longer and cheer other people on. We love that, and there's a lot of people that do that, and there's some people that come just for their race, and you know they're able to continue on and with their day. It's much. We are trying really hard to promote it as important and casual and not competitive. Although Kellen doesn't make that <laughs> no, easy, but it's all competitive. We, <laughs> it's all competitive for him, but we try to promote it like. I have. The, I would say one of the number one questions I get from parents is like, "Well, it's a five week thing. We have this on a, another week, and we can't make it this week uh, for that." I said, "I'm not checking attendance. You paid for your five you weeks. Come and run. If there's something that comes up and you can't make it, that's totally. It's not going to prohibit you from racing another week. I'm not holding yeah, parents, that against you. Let me at tell any you point. from experience: parents do not need that in their life, where they nope. have to be somewhere. Nope. It's and the, we're not having practices. It's a once a week commitment, and I try really hard. I set up a schedule and I email it out, and I'm like, "You're in heat one. You need to arrive by three fifty-five, and your race is going to run at four twelve. And your race, if you're in that heat one, you're a two-year-old kid who's running a fifty-yard dash. You're done in about twenty-five seconds, <laughs> and you can leave. So you only have to be at the fields for you know maybe fifteen twenty minutes total. What an experience for that yeah. little two-year-old. So yeah. I want to know if uh, since I didn't go this season, and I do feel like I we all missed out. I cannot wait till the next one. Yeah. When you do show up at uh, at this, I'm sorry, uh, it's Healthy Kids Run. Healthy Kids Running Series, so we'll say HKRS. HKRS. When you show up, what does it look like? What What's going on? Uh, off on that? I have to go to the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> you can think about that question. Okay. He'll edit. Yeah. No, well, I'll, I, no one will ever know. Just cut and slice. I'll be right back. All right. Take your time. Well, Sam, if you're listening to this right now, you will know. The Pillars of Hamilton podcast is brought to you by Camp Tuscaloosa, the premier day camp in the southern Delaware Valley, New Jersey. The Pillars of Hamilton podcast is brought to you by Reed Preschool, the number one preschool in the town of Hamilton. This next match is scheduled for one fall. 
by way of Hamilton, New Jersey, Sam, the teacher. Poor Sam when he has to listen to this. You're going to really love when you're editing out this oh, part. Oh, yes, I love getting little Easter eggs when I have to leave for a second. Same. <laughs> I just Side sent toes. you the Facebook of the running club, the Hamilton running club. Oh, cool, yeah. I had no idea I had no idea that even existed. Just getting under, under, yeah. I got too much, though, right now. <laughs> I have way too much on my plate. Get it, I get <laughs> it, I get it. I saw you running through town the other day. I'm, I'm oh, very did you? impressed with that. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I love it. Um, so, okay, oh, yeah. So you were asking what it looks like when... Um, when folks arrive. So we get there early and my dad, God bless him, comes out every week and he sets up the inflatable finish line arch that we have this big blue finish line. We're at the Hamilton Middle School at the athletic fields behind the school. And uh, first steps first is we have usually have music playing, so I'll buy a cool. fancy stereo that's outside that's pretty loud. Um, and if it's the first race, we have a big... Uh, Sponsor sign dreamers of Gloucester and Atlantic County. They're the folks um, that you see all the yard signs, yard signs out. around. Happy town. birthday! Happy sixth so, birthday! Oh. They put in front of the house, so they put a big display of. Yeah, they've been know, a for sponsor for both of our yeah. seasons, and they come out cool. and they do a display so. with welcome runners and like you did it, great job, that sort of thing. Do you need more sponsors? Like, are you looking I'm for sponsors? Always looking for sponsors. Anyone who's listening, like, Sam is I know, listening. I know a family. <laughs> you know that. A family. Um, we'll any, talk. We'll we will, talk. Yeah, we can do that um, off to the side. Right. But um, <laughs> we did. We, we, with that, we, you know, we so we did have some great sponsors this last last uh, fall race. Dave Birnbaum, Remax mm. Community, um, the man, the man, great, great, great guy there. Feel the burn. Aqueduct Plumbing. They're a um, two-season sponsor. You know, two-season sponsor. The the Quigley family, which they sponsor soccer and, and everything. They're unbelievable uh, family there. Uh, Adrenaline Fitness um, was was great as a sponsor, and they led the the stretching. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, so was, they brought out their uh, trainers for that. So Carrie. Um, what is her Whitney. Name? Whitney. Or no, no I always no, no. get Corey she's, and Cal- it, okay. She's Patton. She, I know her as Patton, so I had to think for a second about her married name. So Whitney is her married name. but She's fantastic. She's fantastic, and she comes out, and she does um, an initial stretch with the kids at the beginning, um, bef- mostly with the younger kids. And then later in the afternoon, as it's getting closer to the longer races, uh, the quarter mile and half mile and the mile races. Um, she comes out and does yeah. another stretch with them. And then there was uh, what's the what was the other sponsor? Didonatos has been a. Well, two I was going to save them for last. Oh, but sorry. Okay. The other one, guy who's a Chiefs fan. Oh, uh, Bayview Bearing and Supply. Bayview Bearing Ryan, and Supply. Ryan Meyer. He's down the street. He's yeah. a friend so we're of throwing Jason's. some throwing some bones. And then obviously anybody still listening. Hopefully all of you are still listening. Uh, wait, but you got to get to uh, Didonato's because um, they are just unbelievable. The you know Steve and and his whole family and she goes by Kiki, but uh, Christina, Christina and, and and her husband and the whole Didonato family. You know they've been a sponsor since the inception, yeah. and they and they're like one of the you know they let us they let us use it for a packet giveaway. But you know they were just people who believe in in the town and, and anything so just their generosity i know they have a great christmas uh display 
um, going up. And I even think they might have a dreidel, Sam. You and I have to go check it out to see if they have a dreidel in lights. <laughs> they have a dreidel. In lights, maybe. We might have to go and just see we that. We'll have to go check it out. Yeah. I told them they have the Christmas, you know, they have they have, they have have Santa Claus and they have Mrs. Claus and all the elves. I said, what? if you need a Hanukkah Harry, I'm your guy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know about Hanukkah Harry. Oh, yeah. I was going to drop that name, Hanukkah Harry. I'm so glad you did. Yeah. But. So when, the, when everybody gets there, we have our signs up from our sponsors. We do an initial stretch. We have music playing. Um, and then we're literally off to the races. We start with our two and three-year-olds who run 50 yards. Uh, then we go to our four and five-year-olds who run 75 yards. Then you get kindergarten and first graders running quarter mile. Uh, second, right. through, second and third graders run a half mile. And fourth grade and up run a mile. So so Kellen's run, running a quarter? Kellen so, is running a quarter mile right now. I feel yeah. like he could do more, though. He can do more. Oh, he did. He ran the quarter mile, and then he would run the half mile. Yeah. Yeah, his official race, his official race is yeah. the quarter mile, but he would also run the half mile because he wanted to see where he would do against second and third graders. So we have to get to the chat pack, and we have a few other things. Uh, first, I want to just say, if anyone is interested in signing up mm-hmm. uh, and getting involved, what, what's the process? Um, well, at this point, we're off. We do a spring season and a fall season, and so we will get up and running literally again in the spring. Uh, registration will probably open in February or March. Um, I post it all over Facebook, and um, I, I mean, they can contact me at my email. Just sure you want to give that away on here? No, the healthy kids one I'll give away okay. on here, <laughs> but it's but they can just follow on what is it? It's H. It's H K R S. Hamilton and J at healthykidsrs.org. I'll also post it in the description of the yeah, episode. Yeah. So yeah, just they message can, that they, to me. The best way to, the best way to find this is on Facebook. That's the way I do most of my um What's the name on Facebook? It's the at symbol H K R S Hamilton and J. That's our handle at Facebook to find our Facebook page. Um, and registration will open, like I said, sometime in the spring. I think we're planning to run again in uh, mid to late May into early June. We will definitely be there. Yeah. And um, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm planning on getting flyers out into the schools earlier this time. So and hopefully thank we'll you. get a I'm bonus. so glad you're doing this. Yeah. Um, so I- I've had, you know, after the first season, after the spring season, we wrapped on a Sunday evening. And at 6.30 the next morning, a dad emailed to ask me, what are the dates for the fall? My girls are so excited to come back. And yeah. I was like, oh, man, I need, I need to sleep. But, <laughs> but, but we'll be back. Good, in the, though, right? But it did. It really felt good. I've had We have people come from Mays Landing and from Williamstown. Um, and so it's been a really positive experience. And as much as I felt like we knew a lot of people around town. Yeah, you learned. We learned so much. There's so... Yeah, we had 165 kids, so that's another 100 and something families, and we had another 150 or so in the fall, and we've met so many new people, and I see them around town now, and I can say hey to their kids, and I know their names, and, um, you know, I, I really make it a point to try to know their faces and know what races they run, and yeah. it's hard because there's a lot of them, and they're fast, but, yeah, it's been a really good experience. <laughs> it's been a really good experience, yeah. and like I said, I was wrong about it being easier than driving to Marlton. No doubt. Um, no but doubt. It's, it's so much more worth it. It's yeah, it, it's rewarding. It, and you know, we've had we we have a, a family in town whose daughters run very competitively, who are very fast. They actually used to do the Marlton one too, um, and they've done ours. And just you know, they they were um, 
very complimentary on how my wife has set everything up. Um, yeah. And it's really all her. You know, I'm just there and doing no, what I'm told. No, that's not true. But I, 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 I like to think that people like the... Uh, the MC, the the person on the bullhorn, the most out there, healthy kids running. So if you guys are interested in who that person is, you got to come sign up and see you out there in the uh, spring. You get to meet the, it's the all. MC. You, you, oh, you rock! Yeah. Oh, you gave it away. Not to spoil, not to spoil it, but the first week of the I, spring. I bet he's fantastic. The first week of the spring season, I grab the bullhorn and I'm like, "Welcome, everyone!" And I'm like, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. And I just handed it to Saul, him. Do your thing. I handed hey, it to him. Let me and just. Throw this out there. If Saul's ever sick one weekend, you you got oh, a yeah. substitute right here. That would That's be good. good because with with soccer this past uh, yes, week, uh, this a, past fall season there were there were one or two. There was one <laughs> where I had to miss for sure, and then there was another where I was running a little late. So. That's good to know. We yeah, have Mr. I will definitely. Call me I will be bothering you for that yes. for sure. Let, okay, before the chat pack, let's talk about that. First of all, I am very impressed with your coaching skills, but now it all makes sense now that I know you have a huge history when it comes to coaching. Yeah, yeah. So I started off. I I, I played college. I mean, I played high school basketball. I knew I wanted to play in college. I knew I quite wasn't quite good enough, and I'm giving giving the group the Cliff Notes version. Um, and I was fortunate enough to go to the University of Delaware, and I was a student manager for the team. But at Delaware, there weren't many, and, and I was able to get immersed in the program and the team at the time. Uh, at the time, the head coach was a guy by the name of David Henderson when I was a student, and he was a Duke guy. So he had played and coached under Krzyzewski, um for a while. And uh, he really brought me along and got me very involved in the coaching side. Uh, when I was actually an undergrad student, and was that difficult as a guy who was originally a player? And um, it was it was difficult, but I, you know, as as a young person, I had high aspirations of becoming a a college coach. Um, that that was my dream. Oh, so you wanted yeah, to be a coach? No, I wanted to be a coach. I oh, to be a coach. so okay. um, so you know, and I you, you know. When you want to be a coach, you know when you're good enough and when you're not good enough. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of people who don't know that, and not necessarily that being a bad thing that don't know that they're not good enough. But I knew that I wasn't good enough to play at that level, Division One college basketball. So the next best thing was to be around it. Fortunately enough for me, uh, David Henderson helped me get my first uh, internship with the Philadelphia 76ers, where he was connected with the, the GM um, in 2006, and then just... I went to LaSalle University and coached for a year, and then I was able to go back to my alma mater, University of Delaware, um, and uh, coach with a guy by the name of Monte Ross um, for 12 years. Um, and the highlight was was going to the uh, NCAA tournament and winning the uh, this, winning our CAA championship, going to the NCAA tournament, and Kristen able to come with us and, and to Spokane where we faced Michigan State in the – in the uh, first rough round, first round, it was a rough first round <laughs> game, you know, Tom Izzo. But you know, throughout that, I, as a kid, yeah, and I said it's interesting. A memory came up on Facebook the other day. Um, we got to go coach coming up Thanksgiving, the holiday. We got to go coach. Uh, I got to go coach in Madison Square Garden in New York. Oh, uh, you know, as a kid, you know, again, that's a dream uh, right it's there. A dream. It's a dream. We we were fortunate to beat UVA and go to the preseason NIT over uh, Thanksgiving weekend and coach there, but. Now I'm coaching. Uh, now you finally yeah. made it. <laughs> now I made it. Now, now, now I'm coaching seven, seven and, and under soccer, and you know we got we got baseball coming up. But you know what? You know what? It's uh, it, there's a lot of things I miss about coaching uh, in college. But you know, I, I love working with these young kids and. Um, oh man, you're so great out yeah. there. I remember I saw him out there. I'm like, oh, 
Look at Saul volunteering. What a great guy. <laughs> and then I hear him speaking to these kids. I'm like, oh, damn, Saul's good. Yeah. <laughs> he knows what he's, he's doing. No, you know, and, and the good. biggest thing is, you know, with them is, is just encouraging them. And, and at this age, you know, um, in all of the coaching, in order to coach travel, which Kellen plays, you had to go through uh, certification. And there was a lot of things in there, which I think is just, you know, as my wife is a lawyer for lawyers and legality, but there, there was one thing that the certification really stuck out. And it's like, you know, prior to the kids being 10, 11, 12, the most important thing, no matter what anything is, the most important thing is that they have fun. Yes. Um, you know, because once you they want get them to, to be, love it, you want them to love it because if they're not having fun, they're not going to want to stick with it. And then when they do have the opportunity to really learn the skills and learn the stuff, I mean, I try to teach them a, like for me, you know, just seeing the kids in soccer specifically at, at their, our age group with the with the rec team from the first game where every single throw in both kids, the, all the kids are lifting up both their feet to now second to last game of the season. You know, you have a game where none of the kids lift up their feet on the throw, and that's like success to me. But, you know, the biggest thing is you want to teach a little bit of the game, have them learn as much as you can, but just the fact that they're having fun. So I try to just make sure that they're having fun. When it comes to kids, uh, the one of the biggest things I've learned as an educator 15 years is that, like, that's what you need to do. You need to get the kids to love what they're doing if you want them to be successful at it. And that, I don't know how you measure success, but any kind of success has to come with uh, a love of what you're doing and, and a confidence. And that doesn't happen unless you have uh, a good role model such as yourself showing them the ways and how it can be you know, competitive. You give it your all, but go out there and have fun. Absolutely. And I think everybody who, you know, in, in our town who does that, all the parents, um, we all have, we all do it in our own unique way, but you know, everyone volunteering, um, out there is, uh, is special and you know, it's, it's bittersweet. And as it's going on, some of the times, especially as it gets colder, the practices are long and you have to figure out different things and keep the kids engaged and, you know, that sort of thing. But at the end of the year, at the end of the season, it's, uh, it's it's sad, you know. It's like yeah. the last last game is coming up on on Saturday. This is it, and it's like you know, it's sad. It's disappointing that the group of kids that you have for a whole year, you know, you you won't you won't have them again. And uh, they asked me to be an assistant coach, and I, I'm just doing you know, I'm, you know, I work with kids, and I didn't realize I feel the exact same way. I'm like, yeah. gosh, this group right here, man, we. Yeah. We did something. Yeah, you're with them every Saturday, and you're together. You, and you see the ones them. who at first were, like, holding back and, like, nervous, and, and all of a sudden they're running for the ball, and they're kicking in, sometimes scoring. It's the biggest deal Absolutely. to them. And, and as she said, I can just tell you, one of the kids on, on, our, on our rec team, um, their family is going away this week and won't be here next week for the final game. And, and so her final game was, was last week, and she was like, Bawling, sobbing. crying, sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. Just that, oh. asking her dad if they could come back early from vacation because oh. you know, they don't want to be in Florida. <laughs> she has she such wants a good to be in the game, and 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 you wow. know, that makes it all worth it, right there. Not you don't ever want to see a kid sobbing or crying. No, but, but you know, you know it shows you, you that that what you did at least had some kind of impact. And for she's me, she's never gonna forget it. Yeah, you know, she's never gonna forget it. And and it's uh, it's 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 nice to see that. You know, on the other hand. It's tough when you're you're coaching and your child is on the team um, and your child happens to be a one savage of the best players. 
um, you know, and you, you do things and, and that sort of thing. He, 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 he is a legit savage. And I've never, I've only seen Kellen in the classroom atmosphere. We play in the playground. I've never seen him like that. Yeah. You know, he got, uh, he's very competitive on the, the sports field, but he got the, I guess, the double dose, I would say, because yeah. on the sports field, I'm very competitive and, and, and you know, I want to, uh, I want to win. I think, you know, winning um, is is important to a certain extent. But take me off the field and put me necessarily, like, in the classroom or somewhere else. Or, like, if I'm, you know, I'll, I'll use an example. If I draw something and I draw outside of the lines or if I don't quite finish something perfectly, it doesn't really bother me. It's like, uh, whatever. But my wife, on the other hand, has to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect. It's so telling Exactly. So Kellen got both sides of the aspect where everything has to be perfect, and he's he's academically you know, he's, competitive, he's competitive. He's athletically competitive. Like Saul was gifted in athletics and not as much academically. I was gifted academically. Hey, hey, I, have, I have a master's. Hold on a second. No, 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 no. But you know what I'm saying. Like, no we, had our, we had our things that we were particularly hey. good at. Kellen is good at both. He got and the is best of both. At both yeah. and it's so it's a lot wow to i'm seeing so many similarities <laughs> i'm seeing so many similarities with you guys and and lisa's gonna say the same thing when she hears this i mean <laughs> we got the same thing going on that's really cool yeah. all right guys do you know about the chat pack no, no. what is this chat pack you keep these are cards that you're going to pick we're only gonna read two of them okay but which two will they be ladies first you're gonna point to one and i'll read it and we'll see if you have an answer for it okay all right good luck Oh, this is a good one for you, sir. We'll see. Maybe you have a great one, too. I don't know. But I feel like he's very philosophical and inward thinking. What is the greatest lesson in life you have ever learned? What is the I, I know that's a heavy one. Like, I'm sure you guys have learned so many lessons. But, like, think back to your, like, your dad or just something on the sports field or whatever. Think about it. Out of all those lessons that shaped you to be who you are today, what is the greatest lesson in life you have ever learned? You got an answer? You want me to answer it? I mean, I... It's I, kind of for both of you. Well, you want to go first or I have some... I mean, my, mine, I think, is going to be pretty simple, yet pretty profound, is that the sun, the, life will... Guaranteed, one thing I can guarantee everybody is that the sun is going to come up and the sun is going to set. It's going to mm -hmm. get light and it's going to get dark. Obviously, I think everybody wants to do their best, and I try to implore that. Everybody wants to try hard. Everybody wants to do their best for their families, do their best for their uh, communities, do their best for, um, you know, just everything in general. Sometimes, could we try a little harder? Could we do things a little differently? Yes, maybe we could. But I guess what I'm trying to get to in a roundabout answer is that no matter what, we have to know that we put one foot in front of the other. We're going to face a lot of – I've faced a lot of challenges in my life. I'm going to continue to face a lot of challenges in, in my life. Fortunately for us right now, our children, they face certain challenges like, you know, getting upset about um, who feeds the dog or uh, – you know, did we park close enough to the garage or who gets in the house at the first time? Those are challenges <laughs> that they face right now. But as they get older, they're going to face a lot of challenges in life. So for me, um, the best, and I, I, I kind of forgot the question a little bit, but the best, 
<laughs> but keep rolling with it because I'm the, liking what you're the, saying. The best advice I could give or to anyone or to do it, and I tell myself this all the time, especially with, with what we're doing, like you have to put one foot in front of the other. And, you know, I, I people who listen or don't listen, my mom, so I, I, I you know, Another thing, like I, I had anxiety as a kid and, and that sort of thing. Um, and my mom taught me uh, God's prayer, which is God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I'm not super religious. It also happens to be a 12-step um, uh, prayer for, for or a thing that's very big in 12-step organizations. But I, I say it a lot. I say it on airplanes, too, sometimes when, you know, it, it gets bumpy. And it's just important to um, to know that there's a lot of challenges in, in our lives that we're going to face. And all of those challenges, and just like everyone says, the cliches or anything, after a big storm is a nice rainbow or is a calming or some sort of thing. And we just have to continue to put one foot in front of the other and know that no matter what, even in our darkest of darkest days, the sun is going to come up, and um, the next day is a chance to do something something special. Yeah, that's solid. A lot of times, man, when you hit that rock bottom, it doesn't feel like it, but it does. If you keep you keep fighting, you keep doing what you need to do to survive, you get outside, you exercise, read whatever it is you need to do, the sun will rise. You just got to give it some time, and yeah. yeah. What I about th- you? I think it's actually, for me, um, in the last 18 months since the pandemic started and being at home and having to be a full-time working attorney, mom, teacher, everything all at the same time, um, I put a lot of pressure on myself and I really was trying to get the kids um, and get everything right and get everything perfect. And I've realized that even though it doesn't always feel, it's kind of similar to what you're saying, even though it doesn't feel always perfect in the moment or that everything's going right in the moment because maybe something is feeling really hard or really challenging, at the end of the day, it actually is a lot better when you can like take three steps back, take a deep breath, and look at the big picture. Things are going okay. Things are going well. It's never as bad and as sometimes messy. you have to take those steps yeah. back, right? Yeah. Like, wait, it's hold like, on a second. This feels really hard because it is really hard. Not because I'm doing anything wrong. Like I've got this and we're doing something right at the end of the day. So I think that's been my hell. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. And All I right. think it touches on what, what, what we said at the beginning of this is that everybody's hard and everybody's challenge is different. You know, might be someone's hard and someone's challenge might be, you know, um, might seem trivial to might seem else, trivial to someone right? else and 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 it's not but you know we all just have to really support each other and I really believe especially in today's society I was having a conversation with a very close friend of mine uh, from from college earlier today but you know there's so much stuff out there that that is like wants to divide us and and wants to separate us but we as humans we're so much closer and so much um, more alike all of us than, yeah. uh, than than things that separate us. It's and a fake you, narrative, in yeah. my in and my if opinion. you if you ask anybody, you know, what do you want for your kids? What do you want? You want you everybody. We all want our kids to be happy and healthy, safe, and safe, and have fun and and that sort of thing. Live a good so, life. We all want the same thing. Yeah, man. exactly. So yeah, there's a narrative being told, yeah. and I don't think it's true. When I hang out with people like you guys and a lot of other people, I'm yeah. like, no, we all get along just fine. Yeah. I might have different political views, whatever. Like, yeah. does it really matter? Yeah. 
Dude, oh, my turn. Oh, one more. Pick Go ahead and one. point. Hopefully, it's not the same one. All right. I'm sure he put it <laughs> I eliminated that one. Oh, there you go. That would be so awkward. All right. Ooh. If, with your safety guaranteed, you could experience something considered very dangerous, what would you want to experience most of all? Now, you seem like a daredevil, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> I've done some daredevil things. Have you? In my pre- yeah, I, I did some skydiving right after I drew, uh, graduated from college. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was really cool. Lisa won't let me. It was really cool. <laughs> I remember they, you know, when we went to do it, they had to like sit through a little sort of training thing and you had to, there was like a mock, a wooden mock up build of the plane and they showed you like, okay, it's really important when you, when it's your time to jump out of the plane, you got to put your foot right here on this right exact spot. And I remember, you know, I'm, I got to do it perfect. I got to do it right. And I, like, get up there. We're in the plane. I'm going to put my foot. And I realized that that was just a total distraction because the guy that was strapped to my back just shoved me out the plane with him. No it didn't matter way. where my foot was at all. Um, but, yeah, I did no that. that was, and that was, an, that was an amazing experience. Um, wow. We did some stand-up paddle boarding in Hawaii out on a river. We, Ooh, I've we, always wanted to go. We do a lot of Yeah, but there's nothing I mean, dangerous not, about not that. dangerous, but we, we try to do some exciting things. I would probably... You know what I would do real quick while you think? Yeah, go ahead. Matt. I want I want to do some space travel. Like oh, if oh, I knew I, I was staying on Earth, Sam. I, I wasn't even. It thinking, just yeah. came to me because I had this nightmare once of me. It, the nightmare was just me flying away from Earth and all my family and kids. Everyone's down there and thinking, "Holy crap, I'm all alone up yeah. here." But if I knew safety guaranteed that I can just go to Mars oh, real quick, yeah, come back. <laughs> come yeah, back. I think that would be my thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's, you know, 20 years ago, we would say it's far-fetched, but it's not that far-fetched. Not at all. Anymore. They're just sending up people like, yeah. uh, who, who went Kirk? Captain Kirk went the other day. Yeah. Safety guaranteed. What would you do? Well, I mean, I, I think for me, I would I, I would love to do some kind of skydiving or bungee jumping, but it's too, you know. Your safety so, guaranteed. All right, my safety Yeah, guaranteed. you're fine. You're, you're so getting I guess, out of this I guess I would do that, freak. but I, it, would be, it would be close. I, w- I would love to... Swim with great white shark. Ooh, yeah, good one. Like, I, like, I think swimming with a yeah, great if it's white guaranteed, hell yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? You know, right next to it, or uh, you know, do some alligator wrestling. Uh, <laughs> I have yeah. zero zero I desire to do anything with the animals. Hey, to see that. I yeah. had the first thing that came to my mind when you asked the question was. You know those guys that walk on the tightrope across like crazy Trapeze. places? Uh-huh. No, like uh, those Walinda brothers. Or yeah, whatever. you mean like between buildings? Yes, between those buildings guys and like, are over nuts. The, like over Niagara Falls. No or safety, like that. whatever. I don't know why, but that strikes me as like that would be so cool to like see the world from that. That's pretty cool. I would probably do something like that. I think I would also like to get in like a NASCAR and just drive it. 300 miles an hour. Yeah. Like safety safety guaranteed. Yeah. Just go for it. Just go for it. Ooh, can you imagine the you rush know? with that? Gosh. Yeah. yeah. So I think that would be, uh, oh, I think oh, that would fun. be fun. That's a fun question. So guys, before we get out of here, <clears throat> I know you know a gajillion people, but is there anyone out there in the world, well, probably here in Hamilton because those are the people who listen, uh, that you'd like to give a shout out to? Um, I obviously have to shout out my mom and dad, Skip and Linda Burns. If there are any people that... They were my pillars of Hamilton growing up. Um, but they, they I mean, 
I, anything that I'm doing now for the community or anything that I'm doing now for my kids, it's because I had them as an example. You're, you're complimenting my Halloween costumes because my mom did for me. I knew no bad. I knew no different. And my parents, when I was a kid, they, um, there used to be a, a wooden playground at the elementary school called Penny Park Playground. My parents and a few other folks spearheaded the fundraising for that and the organizing for that and the building of that entire playground. Um, so, you know, my mom used to be on Main Street, Hamilton. My dad was on the Board of Education for almost a decade. My mom's wow. been on the board for almost a decade now, too. So um, those are those are my two shout-outs. And one more shout-out to, um, you might be surprised my choice, but uh, Michelle Effinger, she is our in-home daycare babysitter who's watched both of our kids since they were six months old until they were old enough to come to a place like Reed or to go to school. Um, we couldn't have done anything that we've done in the last six, seven years since we've had kids without without Michelle. Good child cares. Yes, it is. A wonderful and don't morning. we all know that since the <laughs> pandemic especially? Yeah, no doubt. That's it. Very nice. Um, you know, I mean, honestly, I think uh, my, my wife said it very – eloquently with my my in-laws um i think you and lisa need need a shout out because i think that you you and lisa are you know big pillars of of not only um this town for for what you guys do but what you guys do goes with these kids forever you're giving them you know michelle takes them kind of from the infancy then they come to read and then then they go to the town uh town you know school system um, and, and, you know, is with them. And just the fact that at downtown Halloween, you and Lisa are out there and, you know, having the spin wheel and Sam looking like a clown, um, <laughs> you know, the fact that, you, you know, you have the, you're in the parade with them and you're doing all that. So I, I think that you two definitely need a shout out for, uh, for what you guys do. Um, I said his name earlier, obviously Dave Birnbaum, he's a, he, he's a town staple and a very good friend of mine. Love that dude. Um, <laughs> and just a uh, genuinely good person. And I think. Lover of snakes. I hear. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, Mike Rizat, Um Oh, you're you know, dropping all my friends. Oh, you know, so you know Mike Rizat. <laughs> I would love be a, Mike you know, Rizat. He need, you know, with his book out there. I read all his books. That's it. That's it. So, <laughs> love that so, dude. So you're there. And, um, you know, I think just everybody, as I said earlier, you know, and the last shout out I would I would give, um, and there's probably more out there. And as when I drive home, I'm going to think of someone who didn't. But I think the um, you know the Bagliani family and just you know Bagliani's market is so instrumental in this town, at least on our side of it. And you know I spend every Saturday and Sunday almost in there getting Kellen and my daughter. Uh, chicken fingers and fries for lunch and, and all that stuff. And, and wait, you get, you get fries at Bagliani. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't know they, they, did oh, that. They, they do it all. And they, be, you know, and you're in there and it's not just the Bagliani family, like AJ and Steve and Franny. And I'm forgetting Franny's son's name now. Steve and, just had a child. Uh, Steve just had Fourth. a child. child. Yeah. And, uh, but it's even the workers there and, and the people there and, and, you know, they see you by face and they know you there and they're just a, they're, a staple of this town and you know when when you're seeing especially now and listen i work for a huge corporation and i'm i'm all for that but you know and and i still go to shop right when when you need certain things but the fact that you can have a family-owned run business um that's been part of this town for so long is, is something that's pretty special and they give a lot back to the town as well so i give a shout out to the uh, bagley Annies. best mozzarella in the world hands down <laughs> hands down guys i mean 
I got to thank your parents because they, what they did for you. I mean, you guys are just wonderful people. Like you seriously yes. are like <laughs> wonderful people. It's, it, and it means a We're lot sure to me. We're sure trying. We're sure trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it comes off very uh, natural and easy from you too. You guys are just like knowing that you guys have accepted uh, us as, as the teacher of uh, Kennedy and Kellen and you guys have appreciated us means the world to me because to get the appreciation from someone that I respect so much, it, it just, it's awesome. So thank you. Thanks for coming on the show and uh, hopefully we get to do cool stuff in the future. And we are thank definitely, you for having us. yeah, we are definitely signing up yes. for the races. Those dates will be out very soon. I'm giving myself until getting through Christmas and then I'll turn back to healthy kids running. Again. Awesome. You have your hands full. Ladies, Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Kristen and Saul.